The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, Illinois edition, week one of the high school football season. Greg Armstrong, Brian Stocking, and Corey Cuffler talking high school football in a Wednesday you? night, Matt Randazzo. Who am I? <laughs> Why am I here? On a Wednesday, on a Wednesday night, on a Monday night, we are less than basically three days away from high school football season starting. We're all really excited. So for the next, gosh, probably an hour, we're going to be breaking down the Illinois side of the river, Western Big Six, the Three Rivers, the Lincoln Trail, and everything in between. So exciting time for us to get things rolling. We'll give you guys our games of the week and much, much more as well. But we'll start first. We need to plug hashtag score UniWatch. I of need to see course. some. I need to see some uniforms. There's a lot of them too. Like yeah. you'll see them out there on Twitter and so just in practice and stuff. So yeah. if, if you guys have a new score or new uniform, new anything, or just anything looks cool, we uh, yeah that we haven't talked about before. Yeah, Greg is a uniform nut, and it <laughs> was cool because on the Illinois on the Iowa side, Comanche had new uniforms, they had this really cool video to yeah. unveil their new uniforms. So get on there, do your uniform, what is it, hashtag, hashtag score UniWatch. Hashtag score UniWatch, yeah, put it out there. And we'll, we'll, we'll critique it and see if we like it or not. There's a few new ones out there, we like some of them, we don't like some of them. Um, we'll talk about them throughout the season, all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. So make sure you do that as well. It's crazy that it's, well, you just put on Facebook, it's year whatever for you for high school football? 23. 23 years, really two. Yeah, really. Two, uh, twenty-one preseason, right? Yeah, twenty-three years. Ready. <laughs> twenty-three years of teaching. Twenty, and this will be my twenty-fifth season in the Iowa State press box. Yeehaw, um, Cuff. What is it for you? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Oh, started this, in nineteen ninety-seven uh, down in Saint this Louis. This is Greg's first year. Covering the suburban Greg. north conference. It's pretty fun. The which conference? Suburban north. Oh. Hazelwood East, Hazelwood West, McClure, McClure North, Pattonville, Hazelwood Central. Well, there goes all our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good conference, man. I'm telling you, it's a good conference. Um, well, speaking what year of, is it for you? 19, doing it here. I think I probably did a season or two um, interning, but doing full-time here. So, yeah, we're old. We're all getting there. What about you, Greg? Uh, I started here in this market in yeah. 2005, I had covered like two years before that. So like, where'd you do two years before that? In college. So what area is that? Southern Illinois. Okay, so the Black Diamond Conference. Don't nice. start rambling off names. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of speaking of conferences, a new look Western Big Six conference games don't start till week three. So the matchups will be very good those years, but are those those weeks? But a lot of interesting matchups to talk about when we come one of the, with week one of the regular season, and we'll start with the defending Western Big Six champions. I believe that's what you should do. Um, Moline's won 10 straight games. They've gone two straight seasons undefeated. Mike Morrissey, Mike Morrissey hasn't lost a game as a head coach in the Western Big Six for Moline. It's been a, a really good run, and it looks to continue 
continue once again this year. Moline looks really good. We won't talk about them as a whole. We did that last week. They welcome Alton to um, – I almost said Wharton Fieldhouse. But, uh, Browning, maybe outside, Browning Field. To Browning Field. Field on Friday night. Cuff, what, what, what do things look like Friday night for the Mercs? Uh Things look good. Uh, for Moline. I, I got to see about four plays of their scrimmage last week. I, that was pretty quick, wasn't it? it? Well, they started at 6.15. I got there by 6.30 thinking, all right, they'll go till 7. And I, I think they had already done their offensive portion because the defense really shined while I was there. So there was a pick six. And then next thing you know, they're in a huddle to finish it. But uh, they uh, obviously have a lot of offensive weapons that we've talked about. It's Dane Sterling, Abubakar Berry, Jacob Powell's. Um, their offensive line is pretty good. Uh, they've got to replace some guys on the uh, defensive side of the ball. But uh, later that after that scrimmage, you know, like this, I was down uh, getting some food at Popeye's. Nice. No, I did not get the new chicken sandwich. I don't think they had it. No, they still had they it. Had it, it was point. Up, yeah, it was, How do you run out of chicken sandwiches? And that's all That's all people were getting down there. But there were four Moline players down there. Can you imagine going to Taco Bell and them being like, oh, we're out of tacos. We're out of tacos, yeah. You're Popeye's. You <laughs> sell chicken. How do you run out of it? <laughs> Hadn't that actually happened to you? Didn't you go yeah, to Taco Yeah, I went to, no, to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, and see. they're like, oh, we're out of white or we're out of breasts and, and, and wings. I was like, how are you? Like, that's, like, that's like going to Burger King and being like, no, we're out of Whoppers. All right, we've derailed. Yeah, so anyway, but no, I'm looking for good things out of Moline. They know this won't be... Hold on. What, what happened to Popeye's? All the, all the kids got chicken sandwiches. Okay. And they, they love them, of course. But. Why didn't they go down... Right down the, the road is Chick-fil-A? Well, they, they've had Chick-fil-A. They wanted to try the Popeye's oh, stuff. And that's all, that, I'm, I was the oddball that night. I was the only one that didn't get one. So. I'm, I'm committed. Like, I'm, I got married to my wife. She's good to me. And I'm you so and, you know no so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm committed to Chick Fil A just because some new sexy little sandwich comes into town doesn't mean I'm just going to try that right I'm committed to Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches this, this, this went poorly so quickly um, anyway Moline should be pretty good uh, it's a long drive for Alton it's probably about a three and a half hour drive yeah. for them uh, but this could be a potential preview if district play holds. A, a preview of, of district play because that's where Moline would go. We down south Boy, to, I, to face those teams. The more coaches I talk to, the more people I talk to, the more vibe I get that this district stuff's not going to happen. I hope not. I hope not. No, nobody knows anything through the votes and all that. But the more vibe you get from the more people I talk to, unfortunately, I have to talk to a lot of people. It sounds like I don't. I mean, there's a, a, a doubt with that. So yeah, Moline at home against Alton. It'll be interesting to see how they do if they keep rolling as they have been and all that kind of stuff. And you figure they will under Mike Morrissey. This is a big game for Moline because they have to play Lyle Bennett next the week after. On and the Lyle road. Bennett's very good. And, and it's road. on the road. Yeah, And absolutely. you don't have that cushion that you used to. Back in the old days when they used to play five conference games, hey, a four, a, one of those four games you would consider maybe like a preseason game to sort of get the bugs out. Now with only two non-conference games, you can't throw one of those games away as a preseason game because you might need that game to get in the playoffs because five and four – We'll get you in the playoffs usually in the Western from the Western Big Six. You can't, you, you know, you got. You're, it's well, a tough conference. I don't, I don't think there's ever been a time in which coaches want to throw away games. No, but never. But you know, you look at it as maybe a preseason game, especially if you've got a young team. or No, something. but it, I don't think any coaches ever well. looked at any of the nine games as a preseason game. They're all important in one through nine. Um, I would like to talk about Sterling and Geneseo at this point because of the new teams in the conference. But to make Coach Hammer happy, I'm going to talk about Rock Island because <laughs> I've upset Ben Hammer. 
and 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 he's using myself as motivation to inspire his kids to play better and practice better, and it seems like it's working. So all power to Coach Hammer. But um, last year, Boy Rocky had to go on the road a lot early on. This year, they got a lot of people coming to Rock Island. It starts this week with Bradley Bourbonnet. Next week, I know Metamora comes to town as well. So a good chance for a, a good Rock Island team to get off to a good start. Didn't have that happen last year. I think Rock Island plays well this week. I think they play well early on in the season. I think they do really well on Friday night. They got a lot of speed. Damian Wilson in the backfield. I, I can't remember the exact number, and maybe Coach can text me after he listens to this while he's lifting tomorrow morning. But I think he's less than 2,000 yards away from becoming the school's all-time leading scorer. Or, or leading rusher. It's like 19... So Alonzo Wise, I believe. Yeah, that happened. But it's like, it's like 1960, something like that. Yeah, and Wilson the, got 38, 1386 last year. Yeah, I mean, so he's, he does a fantastic job. All eyes will be on the quarterback situation. We kind of talked about on the Iowa podcast. There's a lot of quarterback competitions on the Iowa side. This is one of the bigger ones on the Illinois side. Devin Swift, the junior. Eli Reese, the sophomore. Both have been pressed in camp. I think I mentioned last week. It's one of those things with Rock Island where it, it, a lot of times they say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I don't think that's the case here. I think they got two really good quarterbacks. It'll be interesting to see. I think I asked Ben Hammer if he wanted to have a decision before the season or if he was okay playing both. And I think ideally everybody wants to have a decision and have a guy. I don't know if he's got that decision. I don't know if he's got this when he's listening to it on Tuesday morning at 6.30 in the morning. It might be till Friday night or Thursday night before he figures out who his starting quarterback is. That's a big thing for them is, is the starting quarterback for Rock Island. I think last year I would have said different. I would have said you got to have one guy. I think we've seen not just with a team like Sterling last year, yeah. two, but there were several teams in the area. I know – uh, Lombard Montini, who Sterling played in the semifinals a year ago, they rolled with two quarterbacks right. for the majority of the season. That's a very successful program. Yeah. So I don't know if the if the philosophy has changed a little bit, or if just you know you can give some kids some different looks, or you know I, I don't know. I think if you get kids that can buy into it, and if you get it coached the right way, I think it can be really effective. So I'm curious to see how this works for them. They both look the part. At practice. I was only there for a half hour on a yeah. practice day, but they both looked the part. They're both really good athletes. They both uh, threw it pretty well. I mean, I, they're two good quarterbacks he's got to choose from. Yeah, if you looked at the Quad City Times, though, the Quad City Times had a picture of Devin Swift throwing the ball. So that maybe is a clue. That, That's not a clue but, at all. They just picked a picture. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying that, that could, if you're looking for a clue, possibly, that could be the clue. With But for Rock Island and a lot of teams, they usually have two quarterbacks that can do one, one of each thing. The RPO, you got a lot of RPO uh, looks, and then you got a kid that's the classic drop back of the quarterback in, in the pocket and look for my receiver. So it's interesting to see that dynamic, how that dynamic plays out for a lot of these teams, like Rocky, like other teams that have two quarterbacks. I don't know if they're too different. I was just going to ask, is there a different I don't style that we know? I don't think they're too different. I don't think one's a drop back pocket passer. I don't think one's a... Want to use? I mean, I think they both can use their legs. I think they're both athletic and do that. And I think they both can throw it. I think they're very similar quarterbacks. So from what I've kind of seen and what I've heard, so Ben Hammer can text me and let me know yeah. how, how how that went as well. But Rock they're, Island and Bradley Bourbonnet. The three Bs. Bradley, Bourbonnet, Boilermakers. Bourbonnet, not Bourbonnet. That's why I said. No. <laughs> um, that game is on Friday night um, at Rock Island. Um, so we'll see what happens with that one as well. Now we'll go to the new teams. And uh, Sterling hosts Marengo. Talking to Coach Schlemmer last Wednesday, 
um, after I gave him all the Tootsie Pops and stuff for the season, he's set to go give him a bag of Tootsie Pops. <laughs> I asked him about Marengo, and he said they're a pretty good football team. They got a really fast running back. I believe he's even been he has interest or has been an offered by Illinois. Um, and eventually, the good wow. schools will offer him as well. But uh, <laughs> wow. it's, they don't. Wow, they haven't really? won. They haven't won a lot in football. It's not me. I'm just. It's a, I'm, okay. I'll move on. So, anyways, um, Sterling. We talked a lot about them in our preview um, podcast last week. But um, I've been told the same thing that I've, we've all heard is that that quarterback could be one of the best that's come through the uh, the uh, the Sterling tree. I mean, they're 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 very high on. It's Cooper Woman, right? Yeah, Cooper Woman. We'll see. We'll see how good of a season he can have. I know that we talked big last year or big this year. Maybe not as fast, but still a really good football team. I'm going to be interested to see how Sterling's linebackers play. They've been talking about Sterling linebackers maybe being one of the best groups they've had. A young group. But maybe he has that potential. We'll get to see that uh, throughout the season. Like on the offensive side of the ball, I'm looking at what are they going to look like? Are they going to be that power run team that you know that Coach Slummers kind of talked them up to be? And I think that according to you know personnel, I think that would be that would play into their strength. I know Cuff, you saw them and said they're huge. Yeah. So that's obviously you know play to your strength. That might be it. Yeah, line play, line play, line play. That's what it's going to come down to. They don't. I mean. We've we've all seen the ninety yard, seventy five yard, quick play, whatever run pass, whatever guys getting to the outside, the just the just blowing yeah. past it. You, you won't see that as much. You might see it a little bit because those big guys might open up some huge holes down the field uh, on the line, and then as, if, as they get to that second level. But yeah, this is going to be a, a team that, as Coach Sliver said, there's a lot of guys that have seen what it takes to succeed at this level. With them going to the state semifinals the last two years. You may not have seen or heard from these guys because they've been your pla- your practice squad guys, the guys that are get, getting those starters ready. He's excited to see who we start calling the name on Friday night. He's like, you just haven't heard about him yet, yeah. but they're going to be good. I think one of them could be Trey Jordan, who's going to be probably their uh, first guy up at running back. That's the thing is, you know, that's the exciting part is that we've talked about names have appeared in this program year after year. Who's the next name? You know, who's the guy, like you said, that we're going to be calling – this this week one is an interesting matchup. I mean, Marengo was nine and three a year. Yeah, they're ago. not a bad football team yeah, at all. They're a little bit smaller enrollment size than Sterling is, but it's still a quality opponent coming in. So I mean, it's a you know it's a test right away for Sterling for a team that is looking to have some pieces filled in. It's an in- interesting test in week one. Yeah, it's not one of those tests where it's going to be an easy easy process or easy start Cake to walk. the season. You're going to have to they kind of throw into the fire early on and see how good they are. Um, Geneseo starts on Saturday. They took on Chicago Noble. Uh, talked a lot about Geneseo last week. Of course, 55 straight years of of not having a losing season ended last year. It's motivating the kids this year. Their their numbers are up. They're younger, but they have more depth. We'll see what it looks like in Geneseo. Um, they open on a Saturday evening at Bob Reed Field against uh, Chicago Noble team, which I, one of the coaches joked at the Western Big Six Banquet that it's cool that uh, Larry Johnson is scheduling the Bulls. I think it was Coach Morrissey. <laughs> He's like, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to go out and see my, you know, see and get my Bulls gear on and go out and check them out. But uh, we'll see how Geneseo's first game as a Western Big Six team goes on on uh, Saturday night. It's a Chicago school, and I know a lot of times the preconceived notion going in is, you know, sometimes those are, you know, easy wins. Bad teams. Yes. <laughs> Look at what you said. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing to note is this Chicago Noble Bulls team was 7-1 and one a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it may have been in some of those Chicago leagues that over year after year aren't proven to be as strong. Sure. When they, you know, when they, when they leave the city, they face some other opponents that give them some fits. 
But, but you know, seven and one is seven on paper. And one. Yeah, yeah, on paper it was seven and one. So um, you know, and I think it's you know one of those teams. Geneseo is going to be hungry. You know, they're going to yeah. be at home and they're going to be motivated because this is huge to come out. And they want to get – oh, Cuff's got some notes here. Well, I, <laughs> he I, came up from I, the computer like really well, excited. Well, because so. I mean, it confused me. How does a team go 7-1 and one when you're supposed to play nine games? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. That's what I was confused. I think what maybe what happened is they had a forfeit win that maybe they didn't put in. Uh, in so they week. may have gone 8-1. and one. But why didn't they go to the playoffs? That's a great question. I have no idea why. Uh, I think some of the that's Chicago. What I'm trying to figure out. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know why. But again, you just never know what you're going to get out of some of these Chicago schools. Wasn't and, there a game one year where like a Chicago school came down to play UT and like by the third quarter they just yeah, pushed yeah, the game. yeah Chicago they ran, they ran, Chicago they ran a, they ran against UT yeah, yeah. and they had like 16 players to start the game by halftime. I think they had 12, and the coach was like, I'm, "We're done. Yeah. <laughs> halftime, it's over." So. so we, I mean, and that's not saying this is that case and all that kind of stuff. But, it sounds like a team that's won some games, especially for, as for last Seal, though, this is one of those games, it's a must win. Oh, yeah. Their first two games of the season are must wins. They're games that they've scheduled that they should win, but it's if they want to get to that five win mark, the first two weeks are games that they have to win. And the, a Geneseo program that's not looking to get to five wins are probably looking to get to sure. seven or more than that, obviously. Geneseo but, uh, is 57 and three in their last 60 openers. They have not lost back to back openers. Since 1960 to 62, that is unreal. That is some stock of gold. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure three. out what's more impressive that 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 number, or the fact that you know that. <laughs> I have it written down. Yeah, that's I'm why certain that you do. That's why you pay on the big bucks. Yeah. Exactly. Other games in the Western Big Six. A couple uh, uh, teams going across the river to play teams from the what we used to call the back, but obviously the Iowa side of the river. Um, a Saturday game, really interesting game. Alleman versus Assumption, two very similar teams. Last year they played at Augustana. Um, Alleman won that game. Alleman's biggest difference is Sam Matichek is now gone from years past. Um, they've had a quarterback competition. I'm kind of expecting that it's going to be Zach, don't call me, to- Tony Carpita will be the, uh, the the starter. Of course, Zach is the, the actual player and Tony is his dad, who I referred to him <laughs> as that, as twice last week and didn't even correct it and know that I did it wrong. So can we just apologize I, I, to him now? Well, no, I just, just, I, just for the rest of the year because I do, sure <laughs> again. Yeah, I do feel bad because like – Zach's such a good kid. And to be compared to his dad, <laughs> that, you know, that knucklehead. You know, this only works because we know they're going to listen. So. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. So I, I, I hope I don't do it on air. And if I do, I apologize. It's one thing to do on the podcast, but I'm just waiting to do it. I guarantee you I'm going to do oh, it on no, air. Oh, it will happen. But um, obviously, Zach, a very good baseball player, um, looks to be the starting quarterback, I do believe, for the Alleman Pioneers. So we'll see what happens there. They have made sheets in the backfield. They got a really good offensive line that they do like if it can stay healthy. Um, there's parts there. There's, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the, the young man who played, uh, who played um, baseball as a as a sophomore that that played up that was really good as well. But he's he should be good as well. He'll get plenty of carries. So um, and Jack Padding as well is another guy that'll that'll play well. So Alleman has some pieces. We'll see if they stay healthy. And then Assumption is a team that didn't make the playoffs last year, and that's something that just doesn't happen at Assumption. Kind of the same thing when Geneseo. It's, it's something you expect these teams to make the playoffs. Their numbers are up. Kulanik is their uh, quarterback. I've heard really good things about his athleticism and his speed, and he can run it. There is another Argo at Assumption. It's the last Argo. John Argo is 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 the uh, <clears throat> should see some time at running back. Seth Adrian. They have some they have some pieces on that team as well. Really big up front. 
really big. Uh, Celia went over to the scrimmage against Sterling on Friday, and she came back. She's like, they're really tall up front. I'm like, well, Celia, you're like four foot eleven. <laughs> so like, I mean, cuffs a giant to you. <laughs> but I mean, I do believe I've heard like six four, six five, six seven on the front for some of the guys, and so big dudes up front. So really interesting battle from both teams that need to win games coming out of the out of the shoot. Assumption needs to win games, gain confidence, get going on the right direction. Then you look at Alleman's schedule. They need everyone they can get because that schedule is a daunting task. They play four of their first five on the road. I think they go to Quincy twice. I mean, it's a it's a tough slate for the Pioneers. So it'd be beneficial for both these teams, obviously, to start the season with a victory. They're not these aren't preseason games that coaches are looking to throw away, <laughs> as Stocking pointed out earlier. Yeah. For assumption, this is at home. They are very good at home as of late. They don't they struggle on the road, but they do very well at home. And this is the type of home game for assumption that they're used to. A team with a big back, like an eight sheets coming in. They know they have to stop them. They stop them. They'll probably win. And it's a typical assumption home game. And it's on a Saturday night. Yes, to all of those. This <laughs> this is it, it interests me as possibly my game of the week. I'm not sure I'm going to go there, but it's no, possible. you're probably not going to get this one. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to pick another. No, no, no. I, no. <laughs> I don't. Well, I meant. I didn't mean that I'm going to go shoot it. I meant my. No, I'm saying that I'm. I'm. I'm my, oh, that oh, my game of the week. Yeah, is what I'm All saying. Right. All right. So now it's a really, really interesting matchup. matchup. I mean, on paper, they seem to be pretty evenly matched teams. Another one that has two schools from across the rivers playing each other is one on Friday night at Brady Street Stadium as well. United Township first-year head coach Nick Welch going across the river to play Davenport West. These two schools combined to win three games last year. They played each other last year. So these two teams, besides the game they played each other, each won a game. And that was it. Obviously, West won this matchup 20 to nothing. Um, Nick Welch really has impressed me from being over in camp and seeing with Western Big Six Banquet. I think he's going to do some very good things in this program. It's when he's going to be able to do them and how quickly he can turn things around um, will be the question. But the thing is, the new coach, new look, and, and there's not a lot to know about the Panthers heading into this. So that's something that Davenport West has to kind of figure out and go with. And then Davenport West, obviously, is a team that's struggled in the past, won two games last year. Um, they're looking to take that next step forward and win some games. A good start for them would be beneficial, obviously. Yeah, uh, they're, and they're uh, going to be struggling with their quarterback. Peyton Thompson has been in, is injured. He's out at least for week one, possibly even into week three. I, I listened to a podcast where the guy said that he might be out till week four. That's very. That's a very uh, interesting thing. It's true, also from what it could be. Um, when you look though at Western, that was our Iowa podcast. <laughs> they're going to go to. Uh, they're going to have Isaiah Schaefer Houston at quarterback. Um, they've got backup. His backup is a fresh, is a true freshman. So you know, the, com- as compared to a redshirt freshman. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like a, a freshman. I know they do some different things at different schools, but I think you're redshirt. Well, you never know. Um, <laughs> but the thing though is, is um, they'll try. They might do some different looks to try and get uh, Schaefer Houston the ball out in space like as a, as he would as a wide receiver because that's his usual position. Last time UT beat West was 1970. It's a huge opportunity for UT. I mean, you look at um, the schedule starting off with Davenport West, a program that has struggled in recent years, and then in Week 2 on the road, it's two road games, but in Week, uh, week 2 it's East Peoria, another program that's been struggling. 
you know, if you can get one of those games, or man, if you could get both of those games, there's just such momentum that can be built for a program that's desperate to get that kind of momentum. And they've got some excitement there with a new coach. Yep, exactly. He's a young, energetic dude. I, I don't know why, because I know nothing. I don't. We haven't seen UT play. We haven't seen Nick Walsh coach a team. There's so many unknowns, but I got a vibe, and I don't know if it's just because it'll, it'll drive Stockpile crazy. I just have a feeling that United Township plays a really good football game and, and, and could get a victory as, in, in Nick Welch's first game. I think it's because he's an Augustana graduate, and I'm I'm paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as an employee of Augustana, you're happy to say Was it on an earlier podcast, though, that Dazzo picked Wes? Probably. But I don't think I did. I don't think I've ever picked West. Yeah, you did. I don't know <laughs> about an hour ago. Better, but that was the element of assumption. What better way to kick off a new era than to get a win in, uh, on the road? I oh, mean, absolutely. That would be absolutely perfect because yeah. you've been preaching to the guys ever since you took this job, like, we can do it. Nobody believes us. Everybody doubts us. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people out there that are negative towards them. What a great way to start with a win and just kick off that area. The first and just kind thing, of make a statement in week one. The first thing he said to me when I we were talking off camera, he's just like the the way to get people excited about football and he gets to come out is to simply win games. Right. We can do all you can. I mean, he's done the let's go to the pool, let's go to to the Ambrose camp, let's have some bonfires. All that stuff's important. But for kids, kids aren't looking at school going, "Gosh, I'd love to go to the pool." So I'm going to go play football. Like they want to go to play football because they want to be part of a winning program. Winning call, winning cures a lot of things, and and it could boy to have some excitement to have a young coach come in to have some energy, and then to go on the field on a first Friday night and to beat a team that would be a huge thing for that program. So we'll see how they do as well. Um, quickly, we'll talk a little bit about Dunlap and Galesburg. Galesburg had a disappointing season last year at one and eight. They're looking to turn things around. They didn't stop too many people last year. Um, they had struggled. They struggled on defensive side of the football. We'll see how they look this year against the Dunlap team that obviously beat them last year. Um, but a home game for Galesburg looking to kind of turn a program around and have a good bounce-back season after a struggle last year. They could use a win, that's for sure, but Dunlop is not an easy team yeah. to open with. They were 7-3 and three last year, so obviously a, a pretty good team. And uh, to go to open at home, an advantage, but again, they're just looking for anything positive to start down in Galesburg. And when you lose your star player from last year, Kobe Ramirez, who graduated. I think he's makes, playing at, at Ambrose now. It makes it even a more daunting task. They do have Connor at and the quarterback back, but it's going to be a very daunting task. Well, it's like and it's what we talked about with other programs, though. You know, you got to find somebody to step up. You know, a couple years ago, there were some big-name running backs left Galesburg, and Ramirez stepped in, and yeah. he became the guy. So yeah. I think, you know, you got to find those guys. And they, they exist. I mean, we've seen – Galesburg's program has kind of been riding that roller coaster, but they've had some they've had some success and they've had those names. It's safer to it's easier. Is it safe to say it's easier to replace a running back than it is a quarterback? I think it's a bigger advantage to so, have yeah. your quarterback yeah. back to run the program or to run the offense to run the system. Uh, you can find kids to run the football. You know, I, you, yeah. you assume that they can find some kids to to, to run the ball. So we'll see how um, Galesburg does to start the season. Uh, the new look Western Big Six, eight teams in there. The fun will really start come week three when conference play and teams start going head to head. Um, let's head to the Three Rivers and talk Three Rivers football. And when you start there, we'll start with the champions and the people we've talked about a lot a lot about. And it is uh, Sterling Newman going on the road to take on a Hall team that I think everybody in the room kind of is impressed by and, and can think can be a really good football team. Um, but – it's Newman, and they reload, and they do so much. And we talked last week. The one big difference is, for the first time in 39 years, there'll be a 30, there'll be a Friday night football game, and um, Michael Posey won't be leading the Newman comments, which will be a weird sight. 
um, for a lot of people in Sterling and, and for the Newman High School. I'm very interested to see how Brandon Kretzmer handles that first game. If he has any jitters, how he approaches that game, because the kids are going to feed off him. And the practice I was at, very calm, very cool, very collected, and seemed to know exactly what he was doing and how to get the best out of his kids. So I'm assuming that's going to be the same on a Friday night. But, man, that first game, first first game jitters, not only for the players but for him. Uh, they replace some really good linebackers. They have Connor McBride back, who's going to be the guy that runs the ball well. The wing tee has worked for them for over 40 years, even more. It, it's still going to work for them. But, again, I just, I just want to see how he handles the bright lights and then how the players respond to him. I'm going to be interested in seeing the Comets' defense. Last year they, they still run the 3-5-3 defense, but they lost all five linebackers from last year. The strength of this year's defense is the secondary. So that's going to be interesting to see how they, ha- how the, how they handle that. Will Ehlers is the quarterback at Newman this year. Okay. I, um, I, really li- I really think that um, with a new head coach and with this program being as locked in as it has been for so many years, I think a lot of these players will see this as their opportunity to be the first team. You know, there's been a lot of Newman teams that have had a lot of success, but maybe not a lot of teams that have been the first to do something. This team has the opportunity to be the first team under, you know, Coach Kretzmer, and I think that's that's an exciting opportunity, and I think that's something they will embrace. And it'll be fun to watch. It's a tough road game for them. I mean, that's Spring Valley Hall team has been good the last several years. They, you know, were good last year in that kind of three-horse race with um, Monmouth Roseville and with Princeton. So I think that... Um, you know, it, it'll be a it'll be a fun matchup. It's a good week one matchup between a uh, crossover, right? In the yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yep. And Grant Rastich is a very good quarterback at Hall. Um, if you look at, um, you mentioned Princeton, Greg. It's another really good game because uh, Fulton. I don't think people knew what to expect from them last year. They played a lot of young players, and they got good quickly. They got better quickly. Yeah. And they return a lot of those dudes, a lot of those players this year. And then same thing at Princeton. Princeton won seven games last year. They return Rondé Worrells in the backfield, one of the best running backs in the our area. So um, I think that's a really good first week one matchup is Fulton going to Princeton. Um, so I bought a car on Saturday, which is kind of exciting. You did. I did. Um, I think I never got a chance to go over and say anything, but I'm pretty sure Patrick Lower, head coach of Fulton, was also in the showroom and maybe buying a car. I don't know. I never got a chance to talk to him because I had to sign a million papers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was. He didn't he was say there. anything. So, what kind of car did you buy? Let's get that out there. I got a Hyundai Santa Fe. How many is that seat? That's the thing. It's got an optional third row seating, so that's that's clutch. That's, that's huge. Because Craig's got yeah, fourth kid on the way. Everybody. I do. Ooh, Ooh, in six <laughs> weeks, uh, ten weeks would be better. My high school football season may be interrupted. You can grind it out, Becca. Come on. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be one of those interesting first round games because we first week one first game. first yeah. first first week games because we know Princeton is probably the cream of the crop on the other side of the three, three rivers or the three rivers Mississippi. Fulton can contend, I think, for the Three yeah. Rivers Rock, no doubt about it, because of the experience they have coming back. So what better way to have a test right out of, right out of the gate? And win or lose, obviously win, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but a, a loss for either team, no reason to hang your head. You're going to learn a lot about your players and how they're going to bounce back. This is one of those classic games. You know, It's a crossover game, but it's a Three Rivers game that, like you said, win or lose, sure, you want to win every game you can in this conference, 
But win or lose, this is one of those games that makes you better for the playoffs because this conference is so good on both sides of the division, on both divisions, that you get tested week in and week out. This is a test for Fulton, and I think it'll be a test for Princeton. You look at this game, this game is going to be a great game because you've got both teams with strong offensive lines. You look at Princeton, Rondé Worlds, 20 touchdown runs, over 1,300 yards. Fulton brings back Ethan Rush and Kyler Pessman, who combined for almost a, who combined for over a thousand yards, thirteen touchdowns. Question is quarterback at Princeton and Fulton. They're brand new guys. Princeton Tyler Gibson's going to be the quarterback. He was the team punter last year. Connor Barnett will be the quarterback at Fulton. That could be where the game's decided. It, this could be one of the best games of the season. So yeah. who's, whose game of the week is this? It's don't, be be somebody's, don't say it yet. Don't say it yet. Don't say it yet. Don't say it yet. Um, another good matchup and, and two. Two really good coaches that we really enjoy. Orion and Monmouth Roseville, Chip Filler versus Jeremy Adolphson. Um, two teams that had great seasons last year. Two teams that went to quarterfinals last year. So you look at this right away on paper and you see that matchup and you're thinking, wow, quarterfinalists versus quarterfinalists. And, and you almost look at it and say, wow, boy, both teams lost a lot. Let's see what they both look like. Um, we kind of talked about it last week. They both lost a lot. I think they both reload and, and, look, and, and look better than what people think. Yeah, everyone's going to focus on who they lose. I think they both gained great experience last year playing as late as they did. Um, I did hear that the town of Monmouth rallied around, <laughs> rallied around that run. I know Sackbile likes to tell us say that. But um, it's, it's, it's going to be – a lot of questions will be answered in week one. Orion going down to take on Monmouth-Roseville. Um, two teams that I think are going to be around the entire season and, and both teams I think will end up being playoff teams. Yeah, you got two great coaches in this matchup. Chip Filler and Jeremy Adolphson are, are great strategists of the game and know this game in and out. The interesting you're thing... Trying to, are you, you're, you're, you're kissing up to Chip Filler, no, aren't you? I, I think they're both great coaches. The interesting thing is they played nine times. Orion's won all nine. As Mon- nine, uh, nine against, against wow. Monmouth Roseville, nine and oh. Orion's 9 wow. Closest game was in 2012 when Orion beat Monroe's 21-18 at Monmouth College. I remember oh, that. I do remember that. We, we've talked a lot about question marks and coming into this game, both coaches, both fan bases are probably wondering what the heck do we have this year knowing the season that they've had. You'll get some answers really quick. I think within a quarter of this game you're going to figure out who your players are, who the guy, who the go-to guys are this season. Yeah, no, it'll be a good game. I already, I already texted you. I already told you where I'm going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. This game. And the best thing is, I arranged the uh, the swings so they could have this game. I put in my request early. I was heading down to Monmouth, so I think it's going to be a great game. It's it's another one of those games that it, man, it's a great way to start. Football season in the Three Rivers Conference. This is just a good, it's going to be a great one. Yeah, another good game in the conference as well. Uh, the renewal of a rivalry, an old Olympic conference rivalry, if you will. Hashtag bring back the Olympics. <laughs> exactly. It is um, uh, Rock Ridge and Sherrard playing the first time since like 2014, I think. And in fact, yep. just a, a note for. <laughs> he held up the cards and said, yep. He's got no cards ready. Stop. Yes. Here we go. Um, throw that one away. I got you on that one. But. Um, <laughs> um, Programming note, uh, our first, uh, what do you call it in the morning? Score Pepper Score Alley, Pepper yeah. Alley is at Sherrard this week, which is cool. I think Sherrard has a chance to, to have a good start to the season and a good, a good bounce back season after some down years for them. They take on Rock Ridge. Obviously, it's a rivalry. The, these two teams, uh, these two schools don't like each other. They've been rivals for a long time and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, quickly, this is off the cuff, no, no pun intended. Uh, for a Sherrard and Rockridge rivalry renewed, we have to mic up Jim Taylor. <laughs> right? 
Will he do the game? He should do the game. Yeah, he bet. He I wish I does Mercer County. So. Yeah, we should. Uh, you know, I've heard it. I've heard it. You know, no. Jim Taylor's not missing that game. You know, you know, Nick Bull will be doing the game. Yeah. Nick Bull and Darren Bazaar. Actually, no. I, I, I believe yeah. Bully set the headset down. No, Bully stepped away. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but anyway. Bizarre, I, okay. I can't. Where, where's Jim Taylor going to be on a Friday night? That's his game. That's his you, team. You would think so. His conference. Although his, Hashtag bring although, back Jim Taylor. Although, although his... his <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, small market radio, right? Yeah. Um, I I bet he's on the sidelines at Mercer County, and here's why. Okay. His, his daughter is uh, a freshman, yeah. and she's one of the managers on the football team. That's a good point. That's a good point. Do you watch it? Okay. What does she do? <laughs> like, what are you watching your daughter doing? I, I don't know. I would, I, go, I would go watch. I would go watch Rockridge and Schreier. You wouldn't know you have four boys. I would know because <laughs> my kids will all probably be managers of football teams. <laughs> so I'll know all about that, and I'll probably go to a I'll call. So when, I'll probably go call the Rockridge uh, Schreier game. That when week. you look at the starting, the first three weeks for each of these two teams, Rockridge goes Sherrard, Mammoth Roseville, Orion. Three games potentially. Let's just say Sherrard wins week one. They, they, they could potentially start 0-3 maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's a tough test. Maybe. It's a tough test. Then you go to the other one, side. Ra- Rockridge fans. It's, it's, Rockridge it's, it's Corey so. Bass. You said they win week one and go 0-3. No, no. They could lose week one. Oh, okay. Okay. If Sherrard wins, if then Rockridge right. could if be in the danger. On the other so hand, so what, what Corey's saying, Rockridge fans, is that he thinks your team is going to lose. For no, I don't, I don't it's think Corey dot Cuffler. I don't, I don't think it's the same. It could be a tough start. It's an important game and for they, both. It, yeah, it, it's an important game for both. And on the flip side, for Sherrard, potentially, if they were to win Week One, yeah, they got winnable they, stuff. They could, they could easily start four and zero potentially. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's just a contrast there. Where before, when you had all these great players over on the other side with Rock Ridge, yeah. there was never a doubt. But the, I, things are starting to change just a little bit. Not that you can't do anything with, yeah. the, with the new coach. I'm just saying there's there's some things out there that it could or could not go your Rock way. Rock Ridge has more question marks than they've had in a long time. Sherrard has more ans- has le- has has less questions, less question answers, marks yes. than, than than they have for some time. Kyle Yeater could be the uh, key for Sherrard. He's the he's the quarterback returning. Sherrard has lost four has lost five in a row to Rockridge in the series. Um, Two and eight at home. In quickly, the last let's half. talk about because I'm, I'm running out of time before I got to go do this, do the, this silly newscast that comes. <laughs> the actual the news stuff. Yeah. yeah. So other games in the three rivers that we can't dive into too much. We had a Morrison preview on this week uh, today at six o'clock. We're taping this on Monday, so check that out online. Um, they went two and seven last year, but they got a lot of guys back. I think they're more excited about where they're going. They go to St. Bede. Riverdale is at Kiwani. Um, that's uh, the alma mater of Mr. Stocking, so I'll give you 30 seconds to talk about that game. Kiwani is 7-0 and against Riverdale all the time, but Riverdale has Carson E. Madroth at quarterback. Uh, Guy Derrick's in the paper said they've got he, – he's really confident they could go to the playoffs this year. That would be fantastic to see. A big Guy Derrick's fan. He does it the right way out at Riverdale. It would be great to see them get back on track. Bureau Valley and Erie Prophetstown. Bureau Valley has a new coach. Erie Prophetstown, second-year coach? Third-year coach? Second-year coach. Second-year coach, yeah. And Erie Prophetstown has three kids last year that were not on the team uh, due to various reasons. for various reasons. They're all back at skill positions. Eric Robinson is the quarterback. They think he could uh, be a very big uh, key for them. Good stuff. I, I'm curious to see what uh, Bureau Valley can bring, you know, to the table. Like we talked about, new head coach. Seems like there's a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz out there. Coach so, Pistol, uh, he was there with the uh, Glory Days. He was actually a coach on those teams. Right. I reread the article last week. I think we made it sound like he was a player oh, on yeah. those teams. But either way, I think it's an exciting, uh, you know, new new situation out there. Let's hit the trails.
The Lincoln Trail. The Lincoln Trail. Our trail. <laughs> Never People probably down. listen to us going, <laughs> these guys are down. idiots. The story behind that is like when we started doing the podcast, Greg one night was like trails, trails, and he always thought it was the trail. I because always thought it was the It makes trails. sense. There's eight teams. How can there only be one trail? Yeah, I know. Lincoln is a powerful man. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, we'll start at the top of this one. Mercer County goes on the road. When I say the top, I'm just simply looking at my rundown. <laughs> so <laughs> no rhyme or reason, but uh, Mercer yeah. County goes on the road to Knoxville. Um, two teams in our area that have been known to have good teams of late and yep. playoff teams of late. Um, Mercer County has a new look at quarterback. And I know Cuff kind of talked about last week some maybe some rebuilding to do. Tough way to start to go on the road and take on a, a pretty good Knoxville team. And they're going to get a good test there because Knoxville is a pretty good ground game, and that, you know that's what you're going to get out of them. They're going to be they're going to be strong and tough up front, and they're just going to pound the ball. It's just something, they're obviously going to break a few for some touchdowns, but if you can control the run game when you play Knoxville, you got a good chance of winning. Knoxville, uh, their star running for a star running from last year, Case Hennefeck graduated, so they're going to be going to more of a running back by committee, if you will. Jimmy Upson, though, is going to get a majority of the carries. Last year he had 458 yards, nine touchdowns. It's going to be interesting to see how Knoxville handles that quarterback and backfield by committee. A lot of road games in this conference this week. Next week they'll be all at home. This is the crossover week with yep. the Prairie Land. Um, Anilon Weathersfield starts a new era under a new head coach, and they go on the road to Atlanta West. Um, things that I've heard about Atlanta West, it's not your normal Atlanta West team. Obviously, Atlanta West has a great tradition, tradition down there at Carthage. Um, I've heard from several people that they're going to be down this year. Um, I've heard from several people, most of them in this room, <laughs> Animal Weathersfield is going to be pretty good this year. <laughs> so obviously Colton Quagley, I don't know if he turns as a three-year starting quarterback as a junior, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so they start on the road, a tough matchup for a tough matchup for Atlanta West uh, um, for Animal Weathersfield to go down on the road. I think really <laughs> off right well, there. Yeah. Somebody else say something. Colton Quagliano had almost 1,400 yards passing, had 14 total touchdowns, nine through the air. His top receiver is back, Julian Samuels, had over 550 yards. Anwan Weathersfield is going to be very tough. Well, that's what I was just going to point out was that, you know, we all know Colton Quagliano and what he brings to the table. And I think the question for me is what else is surrounding it? That program always seems to have several pieces in key places. They play a good de- style of defense. You know, what guys do they have? Can they continue that? This is a big week one test. And boy, I tell you what, coming away with a win at Carthage would be a big. Big win in the and the road. first pro game in program history without Brandon Johnson. Yeah, that's yep, that's crazy. So new era down there for sure. Got anything, Cuff? He gave me the nod. No, go ahead. We're I, good. I, all I was going to say is that they remember this game from last year because they got beat by Alina yeah, West at home. They, right. they weren't expecting to get blown out the way they were. Alina West was pretty good last year. Yeah, that's right. Got yeah, shut that's out twenty four nothing. They were pretty good. So yeah, they they would like to go down and return the favor. We'll probably have this podcast next week, and be, I'll be like, man, Alina West was not saying that they're going to win, but like to get on here and say the Alina West is down. A lot of people do that. They'll they'll see a story program that loses a lot of players, and they think, oh, they're not going to be very good. And then you come to find out they're actually pretty good. They just <laughs> didn't get to play because the other guys are really really good too. I think cases like Monmouth throws for Illinois and, and teams like that. You know, the guys that left were really good. That doesn't mean the guys behind them are. So you're saying is your sources aren't really smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. Chris Dewar would be us, right? Okay. <laughs> Chris, well, yeah, okay. Chris Dewar. I'm not throwing him out of the bus. No, I'm, not, I'm just that's what he, he's a good man. He's a yeah. good man. All right, so well, he knows. He's not gonna listen to this. <laughs> but I still think he's a good guy. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's well, that's. Anyways, we'll move on. Um, Ridgewood is at Peoria Heights. Anybody? This is a, well, this is a, te- uh, a team last year that they lost their starting quarterback from last year. Um, I believe it's uh, is it Frank's uh, 
K Franks. Yeah, K Franks. K Franks is going to take over at quarterback. This is a team that was five and four. No, he was the quarterback. He was a quarterback. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's now it's Logan a, Nodine. Lo, Logan Nodine, who played last year. I won't uh, know the bit. starting quarterback for Ridgewood until like week eight, and he already knows it. It's um, amazing. And here's the thing: they were five and four last year. The reason they missed the playoffs is they didn't have enough playoff points. So yeah, this it was a big turnaround under year one with, with Bruce Redding. So in year two, they're hoping this year to make the playoffs. So to open with Peoria Heights, a team that's not very good. They lost. They were 0-9 last year, and I don't anticipate them being much better this year. So you need to start off with a win and get started on the right foot here if you're looking to make the playoffs. Cuffs, Peoria Heights resor- sources are usually spot on. Sturt County and um, Farmington. Sturt County, a rare down season last year. We'll see if they can pick things up again this year. They go on the road to take on Farmington, who's been a really good uh, football program of late. United is in Rushville. So a tough matchup for them to go down on the road. I believe we'll get some highlights of that one, though, for you on Friday night on the score. Mid-County is at Elmwood Broomfield. Elmwood Broomfield has been very good the last couple seasons. We'll see how good they are once again. Mid-County is one of those teams just missed the playoffs last year. They made, no, they made, they the, made the playoffs, playoffs. They made the playoffs. Right. a year ago. And they lost to North Boone in the first round. Yep. Gotcha. So we'll see how good Mid-County is this season. And then it's South Fulton at home, or, or coming up to and playing – um, West Central. So we'll see how West Central can do. Wait, what is year is this? Wait, wait, wait. West Central is not playing this week. North Fulton is uh, South Fulton. South Fulton. That's week two. Yeah. That's week, that's two, week two, two. Yeah. yeah. North, Fol- uh, North Fulton, who they were supposed I'm, to play I'm week sure one, the dropped to the, 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 the week, week schedule. Kind of messed that one up. Uh, Cuffler. <laughs> <laughs> but um, getting back to Cuffler, I laugh about that. Nobody understands what we mean. But Mid County, though, will have. Mid County has not really uh, laid out their cards because they want to keep Elmwood Brimfield guessing. So how can you have Come on, stop for a second. How do, how do they lay out their cards? Well, you know, knowing what they want to do, they, they, there was questions about what who's going to be like the quarterback or the running back, and they've been very tight-lipped about that. Well, everybody Stocky has reads his newspapers. But, so, but everybody has been. All right, so what I want to know is if, if you have an open date in week one. Who's I mean, West Central playing? West Central's not they're, playing. They're, they were supposed to play way. North Fulton, but North Fulton dropped down to eight man. So they don't and have a game. West Central could not find an opponent. So, so do they only have eight games this year? So they only have eight games. They only have eight games this year. So if you want to win and get to the playoffs, you have to be five and three, preferably six and two, which is could be a very tough task. So yeah, without that, that stinks. Without we should get a, week, we should get like eight or nine guys together. Remember, remember, earlier, when, remember <laughs> earlier when all earlier when all you guys hated on the districts. There's a reason for district football right there. Well, I'm not – I never hated on – I just said <laughs> from all the people – hey, you know me. I wanted to point out the other side of the coin. I'm sure I'll see Jason Kirby at some uh, football game this weekend scouting. So probably at the South Fulton game. So, well, that was tough throwing me under the bus with this stuff. Come on. Uh, yeah, well, my goodness. Thank goodness. This is why we pay stockpile all the big bucks. Yeah. So um, big week one in the Lincoln Trail as well. Um, other games around the area – um, from different the Northwest Illini, North Northwest Upstate Illini, yeah, Upstate Illini, Wharton White. Because Cuff didn't put it on the schedule correctly. <laughs> Why are you throwing Cuff? We didn't bus. put Upstate there, and I got yelled at. That's yeah, okay. I see. We 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 abbreviate things. Um, Ashton Franklin Center is at East Dubuque. West Carroll is at Galena. Stockpile, jump in because I know you want to say things. You're shuffling through your papers. There's a big one. There's Carroll, a big one between two teams. On West Carroll has a quarterback, Derek Tracy, last year. He threw for over 1,200 yards and had a uh, 12 t- touchdowns total. West Carroll's got some uh, got some skill players. They could they could upset Galena in this game. 
if they could win, would it be an upset? I think it would be. Okay. No, West Carroll was pretty good last year. Yeah, they were really good last year. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. So I mean, Galena didn't. Or was yeah. it two years ago? Two, two years, years ago. ago, ago, two, years ago. Yeah, yeah, two years ago. Boy, this this thing's going off train after tra- <laughs> tracks quickly. It was a, such a good start, and now I don't know who's playing what, when, and where. Um, other games, um, Amboy is at Durand. Um, Milledgeville and Stockton play each other. That's an interesting game for week one. That Two teams that are you know going to be battling you know for playoff spots and that's that's a big one that'll go a long way in determining west prairie and a town go head to head yes bw bwp which is west prairie um because it's got um one of the it's got uh bushnell bushnell thank you um they're going to a town that's a big game for a town a town has lucas tinkham at quarterback and uh, they could be a uh, they could be a uh, sleeper to make the playoffs five and four. Um, where's Rock Falls at this week? Rock Falls is at Genoa Kingston. Okay, so they're on the road. Genoa. New new. Yeah, they've never beaten the Cogs. There you go. And they uh, have a new head coach as well. So we'll see how they do in their first hit game um, as their as his as the new head coach of the Rockets. Um, most importantly, it is week one of the score on WQD year four. Of us doing a half hour show starts at ten thirty. He's just smiling and laughing and nodding. Yes, he's excited. I get all the stack fired up. Um, half hour starts at ten thirty. I'm excited for all the, the things we'll bring you once again this year. Once as always, we'll have the most highlights in the Quad Cities. I guarantee you that. We'll also have the most scores because stockpiled is fantastic. Mic'd ups, something you don't see anywhere else. It's really cool to get inside the locker room, see these guys talking to their players as they get ready for the game, as they get ready to take the field um, on a Friday night. We'll also have our stockpile stats of the night. Um, and a lot, lot more post-game interviews from players and coaches. So um, a good thing this year that we're doing, we mentioned in the last podcast, but after the score gets done at 11 o'clock, we're going to hop into the, the score podcast studio and do about a 20, 25-minute um, podcast on what we saw. And it's really interesting this week because a lot of times we were talking Rock Island's quarterback position, who plays the most. Those are the things that we can kind of talk about quickly. And those next day when you're on your road. The road well, I was going to say, the, the idea will be we'll post it that night. So if you're up late enough, we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll be up there. Yeah, Absolutely. And then otherwise, next, it'll be up there in the morning. Next day when you're going to like, Iowa City or to Ames to watch games or Illinois and all that kind of stuff, you can uh, download the score podcast and give us a listen on the road before you go to your college football games as well. Am I forgetting anything, boys? Uh, game of the week, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We right. will start with Greg. Uh, I'm going. I'm going uh, to the game that I'm hopefully going to that I've already requested. Monmouth Roseville and Oregon. That's mine. I'm going. Cuff. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Fulton and Princeton. I mean, just it's, you said stockpile shuffling. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's got three or four others he can talk about. But yeah, Fulton Princeton. Uh, I think it's going to be one heck of a game we won. I'm going to say uh, Newman and Hall. Yeah, that's a good game as wow. well. Three from the three rivers. I will take my mom's alma mater playing my alma mater at Brady Street Stadium on Saturday night. I did not know well, that. How much that's, assumption? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Was it St. Ambrose at the time or was it? No, it was Assumption. assumption. It was How assumption. old do you think my mom is? I don't know. <laughs> How dare well, you, Brian Stocking? Considering you just had a 40th birthday party. I, I mean, did. she's got to be 60 we or almost 70. I don't. Right? My, my mother doesn't age <laughs> and she listens to this every week. So, no, she never does this. <laughs> so. But, um, yeah, no, it'll be a good matchup between uh, two schools that need victories to start the season, two very similar programs. Games, obviously, so we'll see who wins between the Pioneers and the Knights. Boys, I appreciate it, and we hope to see you guys Friday night, 10.30, for the half-hour score. We'll see you then. Look around. 
You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.